0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast.
1: Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Torn. With me, as usual, is my guy, Donald Thomas, and the Indianapolis Colts come back off their bye week this Sunday to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we are going to preview that game, break it down, and give our predictions. Donald, how was your holiday week?
0: Oh man, it was good. Ate a lot of food I shouldn't have been eating and the, in the proportions that I ate them I in mean, is kind of I'm kind of embarrassed by it. But it's a once in a you know once a year thing to get to hang out with family and enjoy the holiday. So hey it is what it is.
1: Absolutely well I hope that everybody listening and watching to this had a great holiday weekend at, or week as well. And before we get into our breakdown of the Indianapolis Colts and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I want to remind everybody that Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, NBA, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, Use promo code believe. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So wonderful! I mean, we we already had three games already passed, right? We got to watch some uh, Thanksgiving football. We got a game tonight, but what we all want to break down is the one o'clock game on Sunday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Head to Indy to face our Indianapolis Colts. You and I both have kind of, kind of washed a little bit of Tampa, uh, for, for different reasons, uh, this year. Um, what is your initial reaction or your initial analysis of this Tampa team that's coming into Indy
0: this Sunday? Uh, Tampa has a, um, they have a, a decent team. They're a team that has to be in front um, and can't make a mistake to win a football game. They can't be, come from behind and, and beat you. They're just not a team that has enough firepower, in my opinion, offensively to you know be down two scores in the fourth quarter and come back and just win a football game. They're a team that has to be up and has to stay focused the whole game, um, not turn the ball over, protect the quarterback, and then most importantly, you know, Baker Mayfield has to make good decisions. Um, with the football, um, but they're a beat, very, very beatable team. I mean, they're one of four in the last five games. Um, and so, you know, there's 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 room for concern down there in Tampa, but I will say their last performance against San Francisco, they looked pretty good. They didn't get blown out like a lot of people said they would. Um, they kept it pretty, pretty close the whole game. Um, and so they're still a dangerous football team at the end of the day. They're a team that's, you know, I think frustrated that their record reflects four and six, um, they're a team that's always trying to right the ship every week. They haven't packed it in, and they still believe that they can make a playoff push. I know that's you know far-fetched, but they still believe it, I believe, down there in Tampa.
1: Yeah, I think the thing that we really need to pay attention to, I mean, a lot of people want to talk about Baker Mayfield and the weapons that he has to throw the football to, but in all honesty, the defense is what scares me the most because I think this defense is built to beat a team like Indy. Uh, They are one of the better run defenses in football, have been for a long time. They only give up 3.7 yards per carry. They're fourth in the league um, at least amount of rush yards given up at only 900 rush yards uh, on the season. That's unbelievable. But in the passing game, they're not very good. All right. Uh, (laughs) They – they give up quite a bit. They are they have the third worst pass defense in the NFL, uh, giving up twenty over twenty, seven hundred yards and sixteen touchdowns, right, through the air. That now the thing is, Indianapolis Colts, they want to be a run first team, right? With with the the power that they have, and then allow Minshew to just kind of uh tic-tac here and there and help move the sticks. And I think that plays heavily into the Tampa Bay defensive scheme.
0: Yeah, I you know, I I think you know Lawrence, you you're, you're right there. Um as far as what our offense has shown and what I think we're going to come out and do in this game, I don't think you change the game plan up because the minute that you change it up and try to be this pass happy offense, there's you're opening up a door for turnovers and bad things to happen because at the end of the day, you know, even though this team has given up a ton of, you know, touchdowns through the air, they're still professionals. And you lay that ball out there with the pass rush that, you know, uh, Tampa Bay is able to generate in the middle of the pocket with with Vitavea and those rush guy, edge guys, and you're trying to air the ball out. There could be a recipe for disaster where I can see it, you know, easily being two picks coming up here in the game if you try to just continue to air it out. I think the matchup to really watch is going to be – Jonathan Taylor against, you know, their interior line um, running the football. I think whoever wins that matchup. So it's big on the offensive line up front for Indy to really control those guys up front. Um, but the winner of this is going to be, you know, who has more rushing yards, you know, Colts or 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 um, the Bucks. But at the end of the day, it's really going to be Jonathan Taylor versus that interior defensive line to get the ball, you know, pushed up the field, up the middle to open up the passing game is going to be huge for us.
1: I yeah, 100 percent Um, now Levante David is hurt right now. Don't forget they still have Devin White over there. Uh, and of course Shaquille Barrett. Um, yeah. that, that that their front seven is solid. Their front seven is absolutely solid, even with Levante David out. Uh this is this is a, a very good front seven. The secondary obviously hurt not playing well at all this year, uh, as I already mentioned, but you know flipping it over to the offensive side, their passing game has been pretty much very similar to the Colts this year, uh which is very weird. they have the exact same yards per play offensively in the passing game and they're they're only like maybe that they're less than a hundred yards apart in total yards. uh the only big difference that I see is they've got more passing touchdowns than the Colts do. the Colts right now, uh, have 11 passing touchdowns the Buccaneers have 15 but I kind of see that with Baker Mayfield at the helm
0: yeah Baker's uh Baker's a guy that see the feast or famine with him um and he's a big risk taker um he, he he tends to think that he's right a lot um and rightfully so I mean in the beginning of the season he did make some good decisions with the football and as the season wore on he's made some questionable decisions with it but you know um as far as I think they trust Baker with the football a little bit more in his hands than they do Gardner to kind of throw the ball downfield. Um also I think they have their, their the edge goes to Tampa a little bit in the receiving court. Um, although, you know, Josh Downs is is really if if we really pay attention to it, Josh Downs really starting to like really hit his stride. Um, for you know, for us. Like he's really starting to come into it. He's I think I read somewhere that he had like he's uh receptions wise, he's 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 up there. Um He's up there with leading the league in receptions the past few games. Um, so you know, yeah, he has more receptions through ten games than anyone in Colts history. That's what it was um, with forty-three. So he's starting to become a, 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 a you know possession receiver, and we kind of need that one-two punch. I don't know who the one is, but he's the two right now, right? And so we we, we kind of have to get get that. But I think it's all predicated on the run game for this game. It's got to be we got to start getting four yards a clip at least uh to really open up the pass game and have Gardner just be just chill and just make some 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 decent, you know, non-um abrasive throws that put the put us in a bad spot and really get us to be able to move march the ball down the field. But the run game is going to be huge. And it's got to be from the beginning of the game. Set the tone, right? Set the tone. Come out and run the football.
1: Yeah, I, I do agree uh with running the football. I think that Indy should open it up also in the first drive that they have take a shot uh with the downfield right just one just just to let tampa know it's there and it's available if you can do that right uh use it off play action something of that nature obviously because they're going to be looking for the run first just like every team has but um with with the 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 way teams have been playing the Colts they've just been coming straight after the quarterback there they're going to the running back, and then if the running back doesn't have the ball, then they go after the quarterback. And that's what they've been doing. They've been attacking the Colts' uh, offensive line. we got to try to find a way of backing them off because, like I said, this front, de- this front seven of this defense can do that very, very well. Even though our offensive line is very good, you got to help them out somehow. Uh, yeah. At least that's my opinion. I, I understand I don't want to take like a ton of shots downfield uh, <laughs> just, yeah. just because we are talking about Gardner Minshew here, uh, but you know, t- take that shot early, just one shot, just to let them know, hey, it's in our arsenal. We will do that.
0: Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show them, hey, all right now, all right. Well, I'll, we, I'll, I'll, we'll try you a little bit. Play with us if you want. Like, you think that you guys are gonna try stuff to run? Like, don't, don't. You know what I'm saying? And then that that helps you out as far as like. These younger inexperienced DBs keep getting their eyes in the backfield because they're thinking run and then we're gonna air the ball and get, you know, get the ball behind the defense and get some big plays, you know. Um, but it's no different than last night when you watched, you know, the the the, the Sunday uh the well yesterday, not last night, but yesterday afternoon when you saw Green Bay jump out, you know, and, and and throw that deep ball first play of the game against Detroit. Like we're letting you know it's here. We have confidence in our quarterback, we're gonna attack the defense. And I think the coaches just need to come out and kind of do the same thing, set the tone. Like I said, set the tone in the run game and in the pass game. Um, and if you can get up on this team, this isn't a team that has enough, I don't think enough um, mental fortitude to make a comeback. They'll fight, but you can't let up, but they haven't seen them make these, these great comebacks this year to really, you know, solid, like solidify a game. And when they're up, you know, you know, they're, it's, it's, it's not a lot for them to get a win either. They've, they've, they've you know, they pissed away a couple of wins where they should have just kept a foot on, you know, on the on the gas and kind of they let up and they opened the door. So I know that Todd Bowles down there is frustrated. I know Baker's frustrated. I know a lot of those veteran guys are frustrated Um and they they, they need to find what their formula is to win football games as well, because they're starting to they're on the slide. These are two evenly matched teams. Now, this is a four and six versus a five and five. There's not too much difference Um when you look at it from a standpoint of I said the reasons why Tampa Bay is four and six, I think the coaches need to become more, more consistent with their, their, you know, their identity as far as who we are on offense, right. Who we are on defense, especially in the secondary, we know who we are up front, right. We know who we are with the linebackers. We know what we're going to get there. It's kind of always kind of been like the, the DBs have been the wild card. Secondary has been a wild card a little bit, in my opinion, Although some some plays have been made the past few games, Kenny Moore has made some plays. You see, um, you see uh, Thomas making plays back there. You know he's got a pick. You know guys are making plays. It's just uh, and I think the culture kind of trending in the right direction. Uh, you know, albeit it's November going into December, but nonetheless, like the season's not over with. So we got to really you know make this push for a wild card spot. Absolutely. And one thing that Tampa
1: does not do well, which every team in the NFL, I feel like has to have some sort of run game to kind of be able to eat clock. You're a big proponent of being conservative with a massive lead, right? Yep. Um, and offensively and defensively, you know, eat clock, run the ball defensively, you know, keep everything in front of you, that type of deal. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the worst rushing football team in the league by a mile, by a mile. Uh, they have the least amount of rush yards at 769 rushing yards this year. They have the least yards per carry, 3.1 yards per carry. And they only have four rushing touchdowns. They only have one play, one rushing play of 20 yards or more all season. For, you know, to kind of get an idea, the Colts have 12, okay, of 20 yards or more. Uh, so that's that's something that, You can kind of build on a little bit because the Indianapolis Colts defense without Grover Stewart in have been a little weak against the run as of late. So um, do you think that's something that Tampa might try to build off of knowing, hey, you know what? The Colts have been giving up some yards rushing uh, without their, you know, big nose tackle in there. And maybe they might try to attack us in that way. Or do you think they're just going to be like every other week? Yo, Baker, go out there and try to make magic happen.
0: Yeah, it's going to be the latter. Um, you know, they have one all season, right? So we know that's not their identity. We know that they don't have the capabilities of doing that. You know, you play 10 games, you only have one rushing, um, you know, attempt over 20 yards is, is is telling. So the Colts ain't the team that they're all of a sudden going to say, we're going to get that over 20 yards. We're going to run the ball down their throat. Like, that's not who they are, right? That's not the team that this is. This is more of a pass-first team here. Um, the run game is is just to – uh, give a substitute as far as them not having to throw the ball every single time so um no I, I i don't see them trying to come in and just run the football now if they do run the football down our throats right then that's that that's on that that's on us that we allow that to happen because this is not the team that this is what they make their hang on is running the ball down your throat right so um, if they do bust a, yard, a run over twenty yards, and they do get more than one over twenty yards, and that's kind of shame on us for allowing that to happen because this isn't the, isn't the team that's shown that they can do that. So I'm telling you right now, this game is up to the up to the Colts to lose. Like this is the, this is this is their game to lose. If they lose this game, it's on them for making mistakes, turn over, turning the ball over, not coming out, understanding the severity of it. it you know, the bye week is crucial. You, I don't know how they attack the bye week, but how the, you know the bye week is crucial and having guys focus making sure guys didn't leave town and, 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 and just forget about football the whole week. Uh, what have you, how, how well they practiced during the week before, you know, they got, you know, they were allowed to leave. Um, and then really having guys really dialed in to understand who Tampa Bay is and make sure that they understand, you know, what this team, who they are and who they aren't and who we're not about to allow them to be, or think that they are when they arrive in Indianapolis. So, um, no, you know, I'm not worried about them running the football down the throat. They don't, they haven't shown that, that they have the capabilities of doing that. I think it's the defensive side of the football the coach really have to be more worried about is over the offense. The offense is who they are. They've shown that Baker's a loose cannon a little bit. I still love Baker as a quarterback, but at the end of the day, you know, he's always, he's always, you know, he's, I think he believes in himself more than what other people believe in, how they believe in him. And he's going to, he's going to, he's going to bet on himself every time. And that's why that's what I really respect about him. He bets on himself. But at the end of the day, like you gotta make better plays decisions. Yeah. He kind of I mean, he is that
1: gunslinger type. He is that kind of Brett Farvish kind of attitude, right? When it comes to going out there and making plays and, and believing in his own own abilities and things of that nature. Uh but uh yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I love his attitude, but you're right. I mean, and, and and to be fair, he has been a little bit, I mean, he hasn't He's got some turnover worthy plays, but when it comes to actual interceptions, he doesn't have a ton of those this year, you know? So
0: that's, that's good. Uh, But you'll see like the inaccuracy, like the overthrown balls in the end zone, like, um, you know, just like overthrowing his receivers, uh, just off just a little bit, you know, not scared to like, you'd be like, Ooh, that should have been picked when you throw in the double coverage, that ball might get tipped up. You might just get a little bit lucky. So, You know, he's going to try to sling it in there for what it's worth. Yeah, and
1: you know what? When opportunities like that happen and are there, the Colts defense really have to capitalize on that. They are fifth in the NFL in interceptions with 11 on the season so far. You get those overthrows and those little uh, miscues, uh, tip balls, things of that nature, Uh, it would be good to see guys – put themselves in a position you hear a lot of people about oh well he got lucky with that interception because the guy was you know in the right spot well the thing is is you practice that right safeties and corners and stuff when when somebody's already got the coverage especially in zone the safeties and stuff if somebody's already got a man on then somebody always lines themselves up behind them in case it is an overthrow or a tip ball to put themselves in a position to get that to get that turnover. And this is a game where the zone defense, it can, it can make you or break you. You know, if you got an inaccurate quarterback that can, you know, be a little bit wild and get some tip passes or a little bit of overthrows zone defense could be a, a huge situation where you could get a lot of turnovers.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause you got guys just sitting in a zone. If you're not on, on if you're not on the money, mm-hmm. I mean, you already know it's a recipe for disaster like like you said so this is one of those deals where you know he better be he better be right in his decision making because it can easily be a two pick game for him um in some other scary moments put mixed 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 in so you know this is just really you know this is an interesting matchup this is two teams i feel like that are still in the hunt they're still scrapping because if you look at it if run if Tampa bay runs the table right they're 11 and six right you'll be like oh it's not a bad year you know like i always look i always look at it from a standpoint of if we run the table from here on out right i mean we're 12 and five so where are we is there really a big separation the discrepancy between the two teams right now they're pretty evenly matched i mean the line has it you know indy minus two and a half right so they're saying a Field goal or less, right? Like two and a half is basically home field advantage. So that's all right. That's what that's what I'm saying. And and from what I'm telling you is, it's like over these years, the Colts. When you look at it, right, you never know what you're really going to get. You get a team that comes out hot, or you get a team that comes out. You're like, what the is going on, Mm -hmm. right? And then coming off this bye week with a team that's evenly matched, it can be. It can go either way. We can go either way, and it's all on how the coaching staff and Stankin and all those guys really attacked the bye week, right? That you had a little bit of distraction this week, right? With, with letting go of, 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 Leonard, right? So there's a little bit of distraction, a little bit of buzz in the, you know, on 56th street about what's going on is being talked about. It's not really being talked about, you know, guys are friends with them. So they're talking to them, you know, there's a rumor mill inside of the, inside of the team past the media and the fans and all that they're talking. So there's, there's some distraction that has happened, and so you 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 got to factor all that in, right? Uh, of what's going on, you know. I I don't know if guys are happy with the decision. I don't know if guys are shocked by the decision. I don't know if guys are like they knew it was coming. What have you? But you, when you factor all this stuff in, you know that's why it's 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 not always just cut cut and dry on who's going to win a football game it's any given Sunday. Hell, you saw the way that you know Green Bay came out and, and took it to uh, Detroit, right? And I thought Detroit played a pretty decently solid game besides the turnovers and the lack of protection. But what I'm saying is if the Colts come out and they're distracted, it can affect the outcome of this football game in a team that we should be beating. If we could be in a dog fight.
1: Absolutely. And this, this game is incredibly important. Uh, you got a divisional matchup going along with this, uh, with Jacksonville and Houston fighting. If Jacksonville wins and the Colts win, the Colts will then have second seed in or second place in their division uh, because they have, they'll have they be tied with Texans, but they have the tiebreaker over Texans right now with that victory earlier in the season. So this is a big week for the Indianapolis Colts on their road to trying to make the playoffs. Uh, let's get into predictions now. Who you got and why?
0: I'm still going to take the Colts here in this situation. Um, I'm going to say I'm taking the Colts and I'm taking them. It's going to be I, – I, it's just so hard man there's the distractions there's the there's the 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 new kind of okay guys are now really putting that role of knowing that they're the guy uh with leonard being gone which they probably already knew but now like there's there's a little bit of mental there knowing you are you know it's 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 the writing has now it's all it's out right you are our guy going forward it's the Colts could get, they could come out and they could beat you by, you know, twenty-one, or they, it could be a tight game and it might be a, it might be a one-score football game. And I'm gonna err on the side of the middle. I'm gonna say it's a ten-point game. Um, Colts in the favor of the Colts here. I think that they'll really make some plays. They they should jump on top of them. You know, I'm, I'm gonna say it's a ten-point game with Colts winning this one. All right.
1: I made a big uh, point about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense being the best in the NFL. Well, earlier this year, they faced the number one defense in the NFL completely and still scored 38 points and seemed to be able to move the ball quite well against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm hoping for something very similar to that in this game where, you know, it just matchups happen to be right for the Indianapolis Colts. Able to run the ball and pass the ball, uh, I can see the Colts scoring somewhere around 24 in this game. Uh, I do see some turnovers for this Colts defense. Um, I, I could see a maybe a an interception, maybe a, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery, something of that nature. Uh, this this is a game where I look at 24, uh, 17, 24, 14, somewhere around about this, about the similar situation that you got. When it comes to, you know, the point differential, I got the Indianapolis Colts winning as well. Any final words?
0: Uh yeah, you know, I've had a lot of death threats, had a lot of drive-by's to my house. Um, you know, I, I you know, it's 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 been a rough it's been a rough few days after the, our, our last episode. No, I'm just joking. Um, no, I mean I just you know, this is uh this is a this this is a show where we're just gonna be real and we're going to give it to you real and i'm just giving you my my honest opinions of how i view and how i see things um a lot of people like what i said a lot some people didn't agree with it you know at the end of the day it is what it is uh, that that i love that phrase cuz it's just it can go with a lot of things just, it just right. it is right but you know um nonetheless i'm just giving i'm really giving an unbiased opinion even though you know this is our our believe in coach platform podcast and all of that you know, I'm if the if I feel like the coach is going to lose a game, I'm going to say they're going to lose a game. If I feel like there's an issue that's not being addressed properly or whatever it is, like I just I'm just going to give it to you real. So I respect that people respect what I'm saying and I can't, you can't make everybody happy. Um, but nonetheless, though, I feel like this is going to be a good game. Um, and you know, honest to God, truth, if the coach come out and take care of business, they'll be okay at the end. Absolutely. My final words are.
1: Make sure you check out all of our episodes because we break down everything, uh, Colts and NFL. So uh, and we're we're recording two of them. So make sure you check out the our preview for the rest of the games as well. Uh for Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Donald Thomas. And as
0: usual, go Colts. Go Colts, baby. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0.